If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Thank you for listening to Depictions Media Radio. Welcome to Policy and Rights, the show about human rights and government policy. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Um, as of right now, you know, here in uh, British Columbia, that that we had the snap election on, and the vote, um, the polls were open uh, up to October twenty fourth when all the votes were were collected at the actual polling stations, and today is of course October twenty sixth. Um, John Horgan is has of course announced um, victorious, and he has majority government with um, up to possibly fifty five seats. He needed 44 seats to actually win the majority. Um, so he's claiming success on on the the calling of the snap election and um, in he's preparing to move forward um, with his government agenda. So listen listen to uh, this clip from which is Global National and they they have a statement from him. So let's hang on here while I bring that up. Well, in B.C., the NDP's election gamble has paid off. The New Democrats, under John Horgan, managed to turn their minority government into a majority. Global B.C.'s Richard Zisman, who's been watching the campaign from day one, joins us from the B.C. legislature in Victoria. First of all, the NDP managed to pull off a victory in a pandemic. What does that say about the ability to hold a campaign despite the health crisis? Yeah, Robin, two different things here. First, it's actual voting during a pandemic. For the first time in BC's history, more people voted before Election Day than on Election Day. One third by mail, one third in advance, and one third yesterday. Then there's a politics of it. There is a trend emerging here in Canada where leaders who governed through COVID-19 see to get a bounce at the polls and this is exactly what happened with NDP leader John Horgan. He has been almost universally praised across British Columbia for his good management through COVID-19 and rewarded with 55 seats as of the early results coming back and all of that is a signal towards four years of stable governance and the first priority for Morgan, who is actually back here in Victoria working today, will continue to be made. Managing the pandemic. I believe the best way forward is to make sure that government is there 
focused on the needs of individuals, businesses and communities and we're going to be able to do that coming into the fall and into next spring as we prepare a budget which will be again one of the most extraordinary budgets ever tabled in British Columbia. Richard, let's talk about how significant this is for the NDP. They can get elected in, the, in that province, but the question is getting re-elected, so this is very significant. It sure is. It's the first time in the province's history where a sitting NDP Premier has won re-election and the way that it was won was substantial as well Robin substantially in Metro Vancouver and growing that base into the suburbs so an impressive showing by the NDP who are leading from beginning to end in the polls and clearly finished the job although there are a lot of mail-in ballots that still need to be counted the thought is that that won't dramatically change the outcome here all right Richard Zisman in Victoria BC And uh, here is um, John Horgan's uh, victory speech as he announced that um, he was going to be premier of NDP uh, majority government here in British Columbia. Um, the NDP is expected to, uh, by the time it's all all counted, to win 55 seats, the Liberals 23 seats, and the Greens with uh, three seats. And... The uh, Liberals, in this particular case, did lose a lot of ground, while uh, the Green did lose some ground, but not as much as may, ha uh, may have been expected. So let's listen to John Horgan's uh, victory speech. Hey everyone, I want to acknowledge that I'm on the unceded traditional territory of the Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh First Nations. BC has voted, and a majority has been called, but there are many, many hundreds of thousands of votes yet to be counted. And while we wait for that final count to happen, I want to assure people that I'm going to keep the focus right where it belongs, on helping people get through this pandemic, making sure that they have the services that they need, and all British Columbians can sleep safely, knowing that we're going to do everything we can to keep them safe, healthy, and secure. One thing we know for certain is that on Monday I'll be going back to work and we're going to be putting people, businesses and others who are focused on getting through the pandemic at the front of everything that we do. That has been our commitment and will continue to be our commitment now and going forward for the next four years. To the incredible volunteers that are here tonight and have worked so tirelessly to help us connect with British Columbians, I want to thank you very, very much. To the amazing team of BC NDP candidates in every corner of BC and to all those people who put their names forward to offer to serve in their communities, I offer you my sincere gratitude and thanks for stepping up to help your neighbours get their lives better and make sure that everyone can benefit from the bounty of British Columbia. This has been an extraordinarily difficult election for many, many reasons, but it's one that I believe had to happen. And I think I'm grateful for all British Columbians that we have put the election behind us and we can get back to focusing on the things that matter most to you. We found new ways to connect with each other. We found new ways to engage and talk about ideas. I want to thank Dr. Henry and Elections BC for doing such an extraordinary job to make sure that all of us could vote safely. To Andrew Wilkinson and Sonia Firstino, I want to thank you for a spirited campaign where you put forward ideas and allowed British Columbians to make clear choices. To the great people of Lankford, Juan de Fuca, to my family and my friends, 
for always having my back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Particularly to Ellie, to Nate and Evan. I know you didn't ask for any of this, and all I want to say is thank you so much for enduring my excesses and my passion and desire to be out around people, making sure that British Columbia can be as good as it possibly can be. It has been an honour and a privilege for the past three and a half years to serve British Columbians to make sure we can make life better for everyone. I want to make sure that government works for you each and every day. That is my passion, that is my calling, that's why I get up every morning and I'm grateful for the returns of ballots tonight and the final count that's yet to come to give the opportunity to me and my colleagues to continue that work on your behalf. COVID-19 has turned our lives upside down. None of us expected to be here. None of us expected that we would have to endure the challenges we've had over the past number of months. But we are far from out of the woods. COVID-19 will be with us for the foreseeable future, and we need to focus on making sure that we're keeping ourselves safe, our families safe, and our communities safe. The challenges ahead are daunting, but I believe that if we focus on the things that matter to British Columbians, the things that matter to people, we'll get through this. Focusing on building back our education system by investing in schools and the people that work in them, by making sure our seniors' care facilities have the staff that they need so that our seniors can be cared for in their latter years, that we're building childcare all across British Columbia so that families can fully participate in the economy to make their lives stronger and to make their community stronger as well. For me, this comes down to a few simple things. I was raised by a single mom who told me to do my best every day, my level best. I say that a lot. She said it a lot to me. All you have to do, John, is your level best. I commit to all British Columbians that for the next four years, I will do my level best to make sure your lives are better, more affordable, and the challenges that you face can be overcome if we do it together. Thank you so very, very much to the many, many people who voted for NDP candidates this evening. And as I said, to all of those who participated, a debt of gratitude from all of us for stepping up in this extraordinary time. Thanks so much. Let's get back to work. And that is exactly what John Horgan did. Uh, it is reported that he was... Um he is actually in Victoria um, working, uh, even uh, as we speak. And uh, we do want to put it out there to, to everybody um, that there's an enormous amount of people that actually did vote. Uh, the voter turnout was much more than what it was in 2017, uh, which is a good thing for, for our democracy and one of the reasons why... Um, we all do what we do to promote politics, to prom to to um, to get to get the word out there that um, there's a choice to be made, and we need to support our society in that. Um, for those candidates to actually do this, it's it is an amazing uh, energy drain um, to to stand in front of people and. And say, hey, I want to be your community leader. I want to help make your lives better, as Mr. Horgan said. And um, we should all make sure when you, if you see one of the, the candidates, make sure you do thank them and tell them it, how much you, you really appreciate the fact that they actually put themselves out there just to, just to run. So, uh, with all that being said... Um, 
I am Michael. You've been listening to Policy and Rights, and uh, what well, looks like maybe the end of um, uh, election 2020 here in British Columbia. So, with John Horgan and the NDP uh, winning a majority government, and we'll see what comes comes next out of that. So, uh, thank you for listening to Policy and Rights here on Depictions Media. This show has been produced by Depictions Media. Please contact us at depictions.media for more information. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.